Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. Glad to be talking with comics creator Christian Herrera on this episode. Christian, welcome to the Zoom space. Welcome. Glad you're here. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. That's the uh, first thing I get to do today, and I was really excited about it. Yeah, great, great, great. Yeah, I'm having my yeah. morning coffee with you as we speak. Um, so this this is good. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met you two years ago. That's how I got connected to your work at a place called Heroes Con. Mm-hmm. Met you there. That was um, my. Oh, sorry, that was my first time tabling there. I went there. I think as a fan in 2019 for the first time, and then yeah, it was crazy being there. Oh, love it. Yeah, yeah. That was my first time there as well. I've been, uh, or, or it was your, your second time, but um, my first and really enjoyed that a, a great deal and enjoyed getting to be around uh, the creators. That was the first time I'd yeah. sort of done that and found you to be a very kind person. And I took home, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, uh, took home a copy of Sidekick for Hire. Um, and have enjoyed it immensely since then, many times. So, Thank you. That means yeah. a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, just curious about, you know, why comics for you and, and what comics have uh, sort of played a role in your life at, at this point. I'm, guess, I'm guessing from your background here, from your space that you have a number of titles that have stood out to you and a number of people that have inspired you. It definitely has. Uh, I think the first one that's ever like my comic book origin story has to do with ultimate Spider-Man. Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. Uh, That was the first comic I really remember reading as a kid because like my grandmother took me to a library And that's when I first picked those comics up. And those are the ones that I got really into. And I'm pretty sure I've like, yeah, that's, I've told almost anybody who's like, Hey, how'd you get into comics? That's usually how I started getting into comics with those. Um, And then I fell off of it through middle school, you know, just normal bullying and stuff like that. Uh, Cause like that was before the, everyone thought reading comics was cool. Yeah. It was so funny. I remember those days. I remember those days very yeah. well. Yeah. I had a weird situation though with my life because it was like elementary school and middle school where like reading comics wasn't that cool. And then you go to high school and that's when Avengers started playing in theaters. And I was like, Oh, I want to read more comics. Well, mm-hmm. Christian, you like comics. And I was starting to get back into it. And people wanted to read more. And then that's when I picked up like, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's New 52 Batman. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I started uh, keeping up with the Walking Dead comics, and those were like the big ones for me. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was so nice getting back into it. And then I had friends who wanted to read it, and I started sharing them with my other friends. Mm-hmm. And I liked that feeling of just being able to give people a story to read, even if it wasn't my own at the time. I just, it was such a, powerful feeling it's like here's a whole new world you're gonna love i hope you really enjoy it and and i think i wanted to open up my own comic book store (laughs) after i was like out of high school i was like yeah i'll go to school for business and the funniest thing about that is whenever i started interviewing other comic book stores they all said the same thing don't do it 
mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. very like <laughs> not very friendly to a certain degree like a lot of comic book stores i know they're very friendly but like the way they presented it, the ones that i talked to it wasn't a very welcoming culture which i understand is very competitive there's not a lot of money in it yeah but it I just didn't like that as much and then i started going to conventions started meeting creators and they were just so nice they were so welcoming mm-hmm. unnecessarily nice to someone who's like incredibly nervous to meet them and share my <laughs> comics and it was just after a little while i was like you know what like halfway through college i was still getting my business degree i was like after this i'm, I'm gonna write my own story that's what i want to do yeah and love it, love it yeah so that's what happened and i just got really after i wrote my like first one i was like okay i kind of like this feeling let me uh, see if i can make it into a comic and i finally did and after I think I officially made my first real comic in 2019. Love it. Love so, it. What was the yeah. uh, what was the process like of making that comic? Which uh, was that Sidekick for Hire? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. I, I consider that my first real comic because I wrote a few short stories and like I worked with a few other people who all like, hey, let's make a comic together, and they would do like a few pages or a few panels, but nothing. Mm-hmm. everything would fall apart it's just a normal style of comics every once in a while where people are like yeah let's make a comic and then you start doing it and they're like and eh, never mind yeah yeah and oh like, this is this oh. is a ton of work yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly it and then it's so i always talk to tell people that the the day i realize i need to actually kick my butt because i used to be one of those people who like wrote a story and be like all right what is marvel or dc or image gonna knock on my door because i have these stories like let me it's that same belief of being like the idea guy for video games that you everybody wants to be when they're younger it's like i come up with great ideas and that's what i'll get paid for it's like no it doesn't really work for that and it (laughs) took me a little bit just to like fully understand like everyone has ideas a lot of them are really good ideas it's whether or not you can execute it yeah that is the most important part um, and there was a convention in Atlanta called Momocon, one of my favorite conventions ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2019, I went and there was a panel with like Amy Chu, Donnie Cates, uh, Kyle Starks. I think there was one other person, but I, I'm losing their name right now. But regardless, they their panel, like a lot of people were asking, like, hey, how do you break into comics? That's always the question you hear at panels like those. Mm-hmm. How do you break into comics? And there's always a bunch of different ways. And for some reason, it got drilled into my head at that panel that if you want to make a comic, you have to make one. And they said, I know that's easier said than done, but you don't know how it's done until you actually try it. And so after that convention, the very next day, I went online, found an artist. I found Rick Alves. Uh-huh. We've just kind of been teaming up for it for a while. And I wrote everything and I showed it to him. I had people look over it repeatedly. And then he said, yeah, I'll do the pages. I made sure he got paid for every single page because I wanted to make sure it got done. Um, And then after he was done penciling it, which took a few months for that, then I got a colorist, which there was some overlap I could have done. So that was good. Uh, Mm -hmm. And her name was Veronica Saracino on the first issue. Uh, And then the guy who helped me design it and letter it, his name was Tobin. Uh, He's from Canada. Nice, nice. 
they were all super helpful, super friendly. Uh, and it's so funny because they're all from around the world. Like Rick is from Brazil, Veronica's from Italy. And like I said, Tobin's from Canada. And I can only talk to them through emails, Reddit, Facebook, and Twitter. Actually, Tobin uh, interacted with me on Twitter. He's like, hey, if you ever need a letter, let me know. I was like, actually, I'm in the market. That's perfect. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Good to hear, you know, those positive things with social media. That's always a nice thing. Yeah. Social media is such a double-edged sword. Like, (laughs) I I know people say that a lot, but it's just like, it has its really bad parts to it. But I have such, I consider them good friends on Twitter and Instagram Mm -hmm. that I didn't get to meet at all for like three years during the pandemic. Oh, Oh, yeah. Like a little bit before then. And then now that conventions are coming back at full force, I'm meeting them in person. And it's just, they're like, oh, hey, we know each other from online and stuff like that. Like I'm working with a new guy on a comic that we met through Twitter and we've gotten to hang out at conventions now. And we, I feel like we just mesh really well. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Have there been um, people that have been particularly kind along the way to you mentioned meeting people at conventions and uh, sharing your work? Have there been any names that bubble to the surface of people? Because I'll say I've stood in line behind people that are getting like feedback. Uh, And I've Mm -hmm. been impressed by by some of the kindness that I've seen. Um, So just curious if there are people out there that bubble to the surface. There's. There's quite a bit, actually. Um, the ones that come to my mind immediately are like Shadia uh, mm-hmm. Amin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, I consider her a good friend of mine now, and we've hung out outside, but like she's been incredibly supportive. She's on a whole different level of like art, and she's just always helping kind people. She also teaches at SCAD, and it's, it's so like, inspiring the stuff that she does yeah yeah and she she doesn't she doesn't baby anyone but she's like you want to make comics i'm going to help you do everything you can Mm -hmm. um she's been great uh paul jenkins who i ran into at a few comic book stores uh when i first started i was like hey i have this idea in comics and i have a few pages done and he was looking at he's like okay here's what you got to do and like actually giving me tips nice um and then he told me he's like if you need anything else for me, please let me know. And it's just, oh my God, it's, it's so, when people are that way, it just makes, inspires me to try to help people as well. Because like doing the conventions and stuff like that, like I've been a guest at a few shows and I had people come up to me and like, Hey, how do you break into comics? And I'm like, Oh crap. I'm on this side of the table now. I have to figure <laughs> right, this right. out. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's just, when you say you make a comic. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly, I do say that. And I'm like, I know how that sounds. Um, but I also want to make sure that I'm as helpful and openly available as these other creators were to me. I want to cool. pass it forward or pay it forward. Yeah. So um, those are the two that come to mind. Uh, there's another guy named Fabrice. Uh, he, if you ever get a chance to meet him, the stuff that he does is amazing. Yeah, he is yeah. very intense. I was on a panel with him and just like, he was like, if you want to make a comic, make a comic, screw the bigger developer or the bigger publishers. Like they don't care about you. They care about money. So mm-hmm. you got to do it just to spite them as well. I was like, yeah, absolutely. 
And I was getting like pumped up. I was ready to throw a chair and just like start a revolt and everything. <laughs> but he's one of those people who's like, if you want to make comics, I'm going to make sure you do it the best way you can, but yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of people who won't like be brutally honest the way he is. And nice. I think that is such a respectful, respectful way of doing it as well. Cause he, it's hard to give feedback to people sometimes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like whenever people are like, Hey, can you give me feedback on something? And you get feedback and they get very defensive about it. Yeah. And you're like, but you wanted this, right? Yeah. yeah. So it gets tricky over there. And like, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. If you want to hurt people's feelings, you're probably not a good person, but right. it's just like, sometimes you have to be that honest for them to do better. Right. And right. Not everyone can take it. So, Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's the, uh, I guess, the persistence of it, too, the the craft yeah. as well. Yeah. But I've heard stories of people that are, uh, and I guess there's a way to be, like, honest in feedback um, that cuts people down, and there's a way to be like, hey, this is actually, you could work on this. And it's those specifics, right, like you were talking about, yeah. um, where people really tell you, you want to do this, this, and this. Oh, there are two other people that I'm thinking of right now that have done that for me who are just like, hey, this is cool. Actually, I'm now thinking of three people. See, there's a lot of people out there who just want to help out. And that's uh, awesome. Joe Corella. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. He, I just want to make sure they, like, these three people are the ones that have been kind of helping me along with my path as well. But Joe Corella, who's done, like, editing for DC, Mad Cave, and few others. He actually has a new series out from Mad Cave. Um. Alex Morrissey, he has his own podcast, but he was uh, an artist in like the 90s. He's like, yeah, I'm done right now. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Wilson, uh, the fourth. These three guys have been like, okay, hey, yeah, you're doing this. This is cool stuff, but this is what you got to do. And then they would give me so much like helpful critique. Nice. And that's nice. what I think as a creator, that's something that most people should be looking for. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like, it's nice to hear good job or you're doing really well every once in a while, but I can't do better based off of that. I want to know what I can do better. Cause I don't think I'm hit my stride yet. I'm getting, I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. And I'm, I want to get all the information and all the feedback I can before I yeah. get to that point. So. Yeah. And yeah that's, that's a, it's a professional way to be. It's a, yeah. Uh, yeah. And a persistent way to be. I like that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, they're cool people. Yeah, awesome. And great to hear that there's so much collaboration or helpfulness out there. And again, positivity in the world. It's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. No one likes to be. You, I believe that you receive the energy you put out into the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even with people who could be a little bit like negative, they still put it out in a positive way. Yeah. Like in comics from the community that I've met. And those are the people you want to hang out with the people who are like always negative. Like, I don't want to be here. Like this sucks. Like you could be having a bad convention. And if somebody is saying they have a bad convention, nobody wants to buy anything from you. Right. Right. Yeah. But if you're just like, you know what, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. People feel that energy and they want to come up and just even just talk, even if they don't buy anything, yeah. they'll remember you, they'll talk to you. And that's, that means a lot to me as well. Like, sure, I'm 
here to make at least some money, but I don't want anyone to think, well, I had a bad experience with this guy. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing so. of like, don't meet your heroes kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, being on yeah. the nervous fan side, that's like, you're already a little bit nervous about walking up to whoever's table. Um, yeah. And then to like get that energy, it's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Did did you ever meet George Perez uh, before he passed away? I never did. No. Never did. No, I only just started I... going to conventions recently. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, George Perez was one of the first creators I ever met because I was a big Nightwing fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he basically created the Teen Titans and helped make Superman who he is today and just Wonder Woman and all that. And just everything about him, like, this guy was top-notch of like comic book royalty and the very first time i ever went to a convention i met him and i asked him to sign my like teen titans comics and i was so nervous i was like that nervous kid shaking i was like would you sign this for me and he's like yeah absolutely and he was just the nicest guy and as he's signing it i'm like how much he's like nah it's free yeah i was like okay cool (laughs) and he was just so friendly and the thing that i remember the most is that he was smiling the most the whole time and then after he finished, I was like, all right, thank you. And I know he had like a huge line behind him. So I didn't want to wait too long. Yeah. And he was like, hey, do you want a picture together? And he asked me that. Wow. Wow. And I, nice. I got a picture with him and I still have it. And it's just me with like the biggest, dopiest smile and him just <laughs> happy as can be. And it just is so heartwarming. And he like he makes every single person feel seen, even if it's nice. just like for a few seconds. And that's something that's just so important that I think you got people who are comics are not like a necessity mm-hmm. unless you like, like, unless you like, I need to make these for readers and uh, everyone else. They're just like, I want to enjoy this yeah. at this point in this stage with the industry, people are going to follow the creators more so than the reader or more so than the books. Most like that's just a yeah. business act. Yeah. yeah. Like you still got Spider-Man and Batman that are doing well, but like now you have Robert Kirkman where any book he does, people mm-hmm. are going to be buying tens of thousands of copies easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because people like his, like him and like his work or uh, big name creators like Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, like they just do graphic novels and people follow them. And anytime people meet them, they're like, yeah, they're super cool. They're super chill. I love them. Yeah. So, yeah. It's that personal thing that I think a lot of people forget or just don't really practice on, which unfortunately true. is something that you have to practice. True, true. Yeah. 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 So I, I want to mention um, you have Prolong as well mm-hmm. uh, yep. and Sidekick for Hire. And both of those you can get um, at least part of on your website which is a cool thing so if people out there are like i want to check out this guy's stuff you can go to the website you can check out uh at least some of the pages i know there are some other issues of sidekick for hire uh, but anything you want to share kind of the the glimpse of both of these books um and how yeah. they work i so i made sure the first issue like you can read a few of the pages on my website and then you can read the first full issue for free on Kofi or global comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, 
like you could just you don't even have to download any of the apps it's just a pdf copy that people can get now and if they like it which i think it's pretty good even after all these years and i'm still getting better i think i did a pretty good job of like okay there's enough hooks in there there's enough twists in it where like people are like oh well, now i gotta read the next issue. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I so yeah, I have five issues. I just finished the fifth and final issue earlier this year, um, and taking a step back away from it right now. I I was happy with where the story was. If I ever do come back to it, I have room to play with. But just for the ending of it, it's Psychic for Hire is kind of just done right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you can get I. Uh, I have to put the fifth issue because I was making sure all the Kickstarter backers and all the convention people got the books before I put on my website, which now that you remind me, I'm going to do that this week because now I have a few days off to do that. Um, but yeah, I always, I always describe Psychic for Hire as it's like Robin if he was bad at his job. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so it's a quick synopsis and get the point across and kind of dark comedy-esque I, I try to put some funny stuff in there while keeping it grounded for the most part um it was just it was just something fun that i came up with in college with a few of my friends when we were just talking and we're like why aren't there any real superheroes well because it'd be dumb and you'd die <laughs> <laughs> and they're like and if we were to be superheroes we would definitely die but we also don't have enough money and things like that so i was like okay and most we could be as a sidekick and we get paid for. It. And then it just kind of kept rolling and rolling in my head for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I think I could write this story. I think I have the story, not just the idea, but like the story for the most part figured out. And it took a lot of writing and rewriting for that, but I'm happy with everything that I did with it. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a cool story. And I, I appreciate the, the humor, the dark humor and then, Prolong is a is a very different. I, I think it's great at showing your range as a writer too, because it is uh, a very different take. Yeah, uh, Prolong was something completely different that I wanted to try out. That I didn't know how it would be received. I didn't know. I, a little backstory in that I was I just stopped writing for a few months because I just I was not feeling good. I just couldn't do anything. I didn't feel like doing anything. And this was like in between of me doing issues three and four for Sidekick for Hire. Cause I felt stagnant almost like I, I wasn't going anywhere. I was stuck. And then I see all my other friends who are doing great things and I'm so happy for them, but some of them are moving. Some of them are getting bigger jobs. Uh, my day job is I work at Trader Joe's. I used to be embarrassed to uh, say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and then I was like, I just feel stuck. I feel like I'm not making any movement or anything. And then it was my partner, my uh, current fiance, Corinna. She was like, well, you should write how you're feeling right now. Yeah. And I started writing it a little bit and took me a little bit. And then I had this idea the whole time in the back of my head where I wrote it down years ago, where it was just death keeps bringing someone back to life, even though they die. And I was like, okay. And I kind of took that small idea and made this story. And as it kind of evolved with it, it's just a one shot, but the most human character in there for me, or like the character that I relate to the most was death. 
not Taylor. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, okay, so you're Taylor. I was like, no, actually, all my friends are Taylor. Those are how my friends have treated me and have fully respected me. And I, this is my love note to them. Yeah. And yeah. this is why, like, as death, death is just stuck in this twilight um, limbo area in the story. And he just doesn't want to say goodbye to his friend. So the only way he knows for sure he can see them is if he brings them back to life every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just so, it helped me, helped me figure out where I was and how I just, I didn't know how to say goodbye to some of my friends, where they were going, what they were doing. And, but just being able to accept that and knowing that it's not goodbye forever, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Things like that. And I was like, okay, I wrote the story and then I made it into a script format to see if I could make it into a comic. And it was purposely like, I want to keep it 20 pages. I don't want to make it super long. I don't want to make it a multiple series thing. And then I found the artist Hernan and he just, he loved the story. His art style was very horror-esque. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I wanted to kind of feel horror-esque in the very beginning. And they totally subvert that throughout the rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had the idea for the purple sunset because purple's a big color in the uh, in the story, which I love. And Damien did an amazing job on it. I just sent him pictures of like actual sunsets, like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of. I know it's a very weird color, but I just this is going to help with the emotion of it. Mm-hmm. He's like, cool, I got it, no problem. And they just did a fantastic job with it all. So. Yeah. And it helped me tell the story. Now I've officially counted 39 people have cried while reading the story. <laughs> that's so. that's a good tally. That's a good tally. Yeah. Yeah. I use that for promotion every once in a while. Because <laughs> people are like, really? I'm like, yeah, check it out. And they'll buy it. Mm-hmm. And they'll come back a few days later and be like, all right. Yeah, I cried. I was like, cool. You're up there. Yep. Yep. There you go. There you go. Um, so. Yeah, and you have the dedication to it, which is two friends that have been friends, uh, something along those lines, which I oh, yeah. appreciate. I it love the afterwork. Anybody. Yeah, I just put dedicated to anyone who's ever called themselves a friend. Yeah. Um, just because that's so important, too. Like, I wouldn't have gotten here today without my friends being fully supportive. These are my friends who don't read comics. But they're like, I want to support you in every way I can, even if I don't fully understand it. It's just they love me unconditionally and they don't have to. And I love them for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a it's a good community. Good community. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as we're coming down to the last couple of minutes, last couple of questions, any current stirrings uh, of projects that you want to or that you can talk about or any creative directions you want to take now on your uh, path yeah uh, I'm working on a new one I did a little teaser promotion on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also threads now and whatever other <laughs> social media that are out there whatever the new one um, is but whatever the new flavor of the week mm-hmm. but the new one is called uh, we call them myths and I'm working with Colton Mastic and DJ Chavez, uh, Chavis, actually. I found out it's pronounced Chavis. Um, but we are making like a buddy cop story. It's like Men in Black mixed with Hellboy. Love it. Love it. So I'm excited about it. I'm 
it's some of the pages are being colored. It's already being finished being drawn. We're just trying to get enough of it done. And then I'm going to have small little ash can presentations at the next few conventions nice. just to kind of like, Hey, this is like an exclusive thing that people can get that they can try out. Cause my next two are going to be dragon con and Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And then I got one in October and Chattanooga. Nice. Nice. So, but yeah, that's the next one that I'm really excited that I'm Colton is amazing artist. I think he's going to be one of the greats because he has such a unique art style and I just love everything about it. And I'm so happy I get to work with him on this because this was an idea that he presented to me and we just been going back and forth and it was so much fun. And like the prime example of why I, I say it's so fun is because when I was writing it, uh, it was a buddy cop story. So there's two characters and mm-hmm. it doesn't, this doesn't spoil anything because you'll see it on the cover once we actually present it. But I was writing it and he's like reading some of it as I'm writing it. He's like, Hey, can one of them be a robot? And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Let's make it weird. <laughs> and there's a whole reason it's an important part of the story, but that was just, he's like, I wanted to draw a robot. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Nice. And it just, nice, it just nice. feels more freeing. Like I had the a story for Sidekick for Hire, which was uh, was all planned out beforehand. This one, we already know how it's going to end and how it's going to begin. Uh, but the whole middle part, that's the fun part that we're just like, let's get there. We know where we're going. We know what works, what doesn't, but let's just have fun. Let's make it weird. That's the mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So let's make it unlike anything else you've ever heard of for the most part. Like, obviously, we're comparing it to Men in Black and Hellboy, but even though it has those inspirations, it does feel different. It feels like something that hasn't been made yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, and that playfulness on the part of the creators, I feel like, comes through, too. Like, same yeah. as what you were saying about someone at a convention that wants to be there. Like, when you're in a book and you know the writer wants to be there, too, that's a really nice thing. Yeah, that's that's the biggest advice I give to like people who want to break into comics. Cause like I have other people's comics that they give to me. They're like, Hey, you mind checking this out? I was like, yeah, sure. I'll read it. And, check. Um, and then some, one person came up to me. He's like, yeah, hey, I can check it out. It's not very good. I'm like, Hey, shut up for a second. Always say it's good. If you're not excited <laughs> to read it, I won't be excited to read it. Right. So, true. 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 You ha- if I like, if I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Comic. It's all right. It's not the best thing you're not going to want to get it. Right. But if I tell you I really enjoyed making it, if I loved it, if it's like a per, like something that made me really happy to make and I hope you really enjoy reading it, that's going to get people more excited about it. True enough. True enough. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so I mentioned the website. You said Twitter, Instagram, threads are places that mm-hmm. people can connect. and I'll, All my uh, social media will be the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, same here, same here. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so there are places people can go to uh check things out. I'll make sure to link the website in the description on Spotify as I try to do. Um, anything else that you want to add before we close? Yeah, absolutely. Anything else that you want to add before we close out? Um, I think the only thing is ask questions. Um, that's what's I still ask questions, even though I've yeah. been doing this for a few years. But be nice to people. It's a small community. 
-hmm. So word travels fast. So you can tell the people who you don't want to hang out with. And I don't know. It's don't forget to have fun. I, it's, yeah. I know that's like generic answers for everything, but it's all very true. Like if you're not having fun, you're not enjoying some of the stuff you make, then try to figure out something else. Yeah. But yeah. you good people. You can meet cool people like yourself and everyone oh, well, else. You just, you're a good guy. So. I try. I try. I was going to say, I, I had a really good time making this podcast and I think everybody out there is going to love it. So thank you want to share that out there um and definitely recommend christian's work uh for people that are looking that that, that really want I, I would say like uh, a new voice in comics a voice that's maybe uh something a little bit different and uh largely highly entertaining so uh glad to talk with you thank this you. morning yeah yeah it was my pleasure yeah, and glad to have you back on any time to talk about anything that, that is upcoming or in the works. Absolutely. I'll definitely keep you to that word. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.